1: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 269, brought to you by C2E2 and iFanboy listeners like you! <laughs> Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week Podcast, episode 269, live from Bergen Street Comics in Brooklyn, New York City. That's what happens when you run an amazing comic book shop. Exactly. That's how that works. I'm Josh Flanagan. I'm here with... Ron Richards. Connor Kilpatrick. And we are iFanboy... And from fanboy.com. We like comics. It's what we do. We talk about them every week. One of us reads their books, picks the one that they like best. We call that the pick of the week. We post it up on the website. We talk about it here on the show, along with the other books and things that that we feel like exposing. Whatever we feel like. Exactly. Uh, Before we get going, and I guess if you're in the front, this is going to be a problem. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened in the books, so if you haven't read them yet, there'll be spoilers. <laughs> you can't uh, escape. You like can't six escape. people run for the door. Oh, yeah. frig! <laughs> <laughs> Something happened, it happened this one week. week.
0: We, one time we did that live show. Remember they got mad at us because we did it on a Wednesday? Really? Yeah, remember
1: oh, that? came How to the show? He, I don't think he was a fan. He was just like, Oh, oh seats. He was just buying his books. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So there'll be spoilers. Uh, and if you're listening at home, This might be a little different than our regular show, because there are a shitload of people here. Watching us as we do this. And and we also should mention the reason why we're here at BurgerTree Comics is because
2: we're celebrating iFanboy's 10th anniversary, um, which is kind of cool. Thank you. (laughs) So we will talk a little bit about that later on. uh, But let's get into the the show. Well, that would be your part. That's my part. You have the
1: Pick of the Week this week.
2: So I went with the obvious choice (laughs) for Pick of the Week. So you got to understand, when, when we do the Pick of the Week, Wednesdays very very stressful when it's your Pick of the Week. Because what happens is, is that you've got to get to the store, you've got to read all your books and then pick your Pick of the Week. And quite often there's one book that comes out that's got a lot of hype around it and quite often we'll say, is that going to be the Pick? Mm-hmm. And I'm very, I, I think we all are, but I'm very, I make sure that I read all my books because you never know when that one random we totally
1: dark... do that.
2: <laughs> but you never know when that one random... Like, this could be the... It could have been the best issue of Uncanny X-Men ever. Mm-hmm. And if I had just chosen Fantastic Four as the pick of the week, I would have, you know, missed the boat. So the, the so pick of the week is... The pick of the week is Fantastic Four 587, <laughs> after I read all 25 books that came out, because it was a fuck of a week this week. It was. It was, a, it was I thought it was the end of the quarter, the, the number of books that Marvel released. But um, Fantastic Four 587 was the big uh, comic book that was the, uh, in the news all week this week. Uh, because if you, and here's the spoiler warning, does anybody not know who died? Okay, cool. Oh, uh, do you not know? Okay, good. Um, so this is the this is the, the de- guy delivering fish outside
1: knows who died. <laughs> this it doesn't is, care.
2: This is the death of the death of the Human Torch. Um, the last issue in the uh, three story arc by Jonathan Hickman and Steve Epting, um, and this got a lot of attention in the media because of they released it on Tuesday and it was in the press, it was the typical Captain America. Monday night at
0: midnight they announced it. Yes. And they wrapped
2: it up in a Jimmy hat. In fact, we were, um... Jimmy hat?
3: Yeah. All right. Um, 1991. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> live
2: He's, audience everybody.
1: but um, he doesn't know slang from 1991
2: or, uh, or 1940 um, so uh, yes yeah, so in fact monday night connor and i were IMing at 1 in the morning why were we IMing at 1 in the morning so we have that no was lives weird. that's what we do weird. Yeah. um and it was right when it broke on the ap wire and we were debating whether or not to post about it and we we did but anyway it's so um, to run here. see now the thing is though it's a it's a really good issue it was a really good issue
0: i would agree if i had opened it you didn't open that polygon? bag. That would have be worth something. It would have plummeted in value. I'll be honest. I did check eBay before opening it. I figured if it was like hundred bucks, I'd sell it. Really? Why not? Like, and what was it? Like oh. it was like seven dollars. It wasn't worth. It. But, not worth the trip to the post office. I know. I honestly checked, be... because I figured Captain America's death was selling for like three hundred dollars, and I figured I will make money off
1: rubes if there. Are rubes and then in, in two months. Army. 50 cents. Right, exactly. I will
2: be honest that I have a polybag copy waiting for me in San Francisco that I'm not going to open. I should smack you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it with the X-Force and the X-Men. Oh,
1: okay. And the Darkhawks. And the Darkhawks. <laughs> it wasn't enough <laughs> killing comics once.
2: <laughs> I'm going to do it again. No, but um, but so after reading the issue, I, I've been, you know, I've been, I wrote about it on my review on ifanboy.com. I, I, when Hickman was announced as the writer of Fantastic Four, I was really <laughs> excited because I was like, he's like the perfect fit for this. He's smart, sciencey, like all that sort of stuff. But it hasn't been a total home run across every story arc. And I think a part of that is because we haven't actually seen the whole story unfold. I think he's been giving us little pieces. He's been setting up things, moving it around. Um, but this is the first real kind of big movement in terms of you know killing off a character and having something happen. And now, as we go the next 13 issues to the 600 issue, everything's going to kind of like, all oh, the dominoes are going to fall. Well,
0: he's, he's one of those long form storytellers. He's yeah. from that modern school. So this, is, this has been wrapping up a lot of things he's been Putting into place early on. Yeah, I thought the best part of this whole it, not this issue, but the arc is the maturation of Human Torch right before the death. Yeah, is that he has a great flame on moment, and it's it's sort of the not just a flame on moment, but it's a, I'm uh, I'm taking responsibility. I'm being an adult now. And
2: that and that was something that came up earlier several issues back with Reed and, and Johnny having an issue and all yep. that stuff. But this issue itself was really cool because what happened was that you had three kind of theaters happening, three kind of stages. You had um, Reed out in space with Galactus. who, Galactus. It was like Return of the Jedi. It was kind of like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um so you had Reed and Galactus getting you know taking care of the new world problem you had uh, invisible woman under the I, every time i wrote the review and i said under the sea I, the little mermaid song <laughs> started in my head i started singing. now it. it's in my head there thank you, you very much cuz i hang out with a 5 year old um and so uh so you had Susan uh, underwater doing the whole namor thing and then you had <laughs> Back in the Baxter Building, um, no, she wasn't we're, doing. Children, we're children. <laughs> uh, then in the Baxter Building, the five-year-olds. Actually,
1: Connor. I don't know if you knew that.
2: <laughs> in the Baxter Building, you had uh, the Thing, who wasn't the Thing. It was actually Ben Grimm. He's enjoying his week of de- being depowered um, with uh, the Human Torch and Valeria and Franklin and all the Future Foundation kids dealing with uh, mm-hmm. an annihilation force coming in from the Negative Zone. So at that, when the issue starts, you don't know who's gonna bite it because they're all particularly dangerous situations. Uh, but very quickly in reading the issue, even well, though you I don't know unless well, you saw the news twenty-four yes, you, hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, living, that email Marvel sent me. Yeah, <laughs> in the subject line. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it became real apparent real quickly that they were going to spend the most amount of time in the Baxter Building with
0: the with the uh, the kids and with the Human Torch. Well, the whole feint was the fact yeah. that Ben Grimm had no power, so that's right, why you're exactly. supposed to assume that he's going to die if right. you hadn't seen the news twenty-four hours earlier.
2: But throughout that, there was a bunch of really great moments. There was the moment where. Um, they're they're freaking out. They're trying to figure out what to do. And Leech starts screaming, punch, punch, punch. And and Valeria knocks him out. And because Franklin, he's been depowering Franklin. And we and now we find out that Franklin has his powers, and Franklin becomes a badass again. Which was a great. I thought that was a great. You know, moment well the, the thing the thing
0: with Hickman is the knock he gets is that he's great with plot and concept, but not so great with character. But I think for the Fantastic Four in particular. In this run and in the miniseries he did, yep. he's been really good with this particular character set of characters. He has a great handle on all of them. Yeah. And like, that's been the payoff of this whole issue.
2: Yeah, this has had a ton of characterization, and both, and mainly, not so much on Susan and Reed, because
0: I feel like they were just,
2: after looking at this in retrospect, their stuff was just happening. Sure. You know, because then that was the distraction. But the um, as the story continues with the negative zone, to see Valeria and the Future Foundation in action and, like, try to figure out what to do and the kids talking about it and there was the one kid rattling off the, the, the percentage, the odds. It's been the yeah. kids and it's been Johnny and yeah. it's been Ben.
0: That's yeah. been his strong suit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. At the end of the day, I finished the issue. I'm like, that was a really good issue. Standing on its own. It was probably the best but issue. But also, Steve Epting needs to be mentioned here because he's doing fantastic stuff. <laughs> Damn it. I wasn't going to do that. It's hard. Um, <laughs> it's hard to write a review about the Fantastic Four and not say fantastic a yeah. lot. Yeah. Well I'm supposed to not say awesome so much so I'm awesome. I know that words. was me I'm that's, not uh, going to say awesome you
1: say whatever you and want that's completely arbitrary he's It's okay
0: back in topic he's right. he's been excellent in this series mm. in this series he I love the way he draws Johnny so it's not he's not just flamed he's drawn and colored in flame yeah which is something that you can do in modern comics you couldn't do in the 60s um, which kind of missed the blind of human torch but still I think his sort of grounded art leads to a, a better experience with the high concept Hickman stories yeah
2: And then, at the end of the issue, they figure out what the the solution is, and they figure out that someone's got to be in the negative zone to shut the door. And so, of course, Ben Grimm says, I'll do it. And at the last minute, Johnny See, shoves Ben
0: back in. And you get, and you get the you, combination Armageddon-Star Trek moment.
2: Yeah, and as I'm reading this, all I could think <laughs> of is remember. And, and and so much so that I linked it into my review in Star Trek 2 when
0: when Spock sacrifices himself. It's a sad moment. It's
2: really about. similar to that. The hands on yeah. the, the, the door,
0: it was really... Well, then when he tosses him in, that's the Armageddon moment. That's yeah. what happens. I saw that movie way too many times. Oh,
2: that's the song with the... the Let's not talk about that. Because I miss you. I don't want to miss a thing. Shut up. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but and so you get a great dramatic moment as wow, I sang Aerosmith. Yeah, that's why, yeah. yeah. Um, you get a great dramatic moment as the door shuts and the thing and Ben Grimm starts turning back into the thing as he's screaming no and Johnny makes his last stand. Now he's, and then you get the tragic the the look on the thing's
0: face and like his slack jawed mouth and the one tear.
2: Well, the it thing I mean, dramatic, you talk well a lot played. about
3: how,
0: how yeah. comics these days aren't about the spoilers yeah. because they're all spoiled as PR. So it's more about how you get to the spoiler. Yeah, so it's in this sense, story. It's a story. it wasn't so much that we were shocked by the death. It was the what happens around the death, and that's most of the things reaction to it. Which you know, I mean, he's he's his best friend, but also the fact that he's he's quote unquote dead. But we saw nobody. We saw no
2: flatline. We don't. This we don't is know. comics. I think you know when a character
1: goes down; they mean it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my prediction is in thirteen issues of the six hundred uh, issue six hundred, he's going to be the king of the negative zone. But they're rebooting it. Oh yeah, like they're it. rebooting it. At some point, he's going to come back, and he's going to be the king of the negative zone. That's my prediction. So, but uh, but this issue on its own was great, fantastic Alan Davis cover by the
1: way. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Oh, there it is. Yeah. So uh, really, really good though. So Fantastic Four five eighty seven. That was your pick of the week. Hype, now, I, I would have thought
0: that an early favorite would have been the New York Five number one because that's right up your alley. The New York Five number one was a was a close second to Pick of the Week. I love this series. And I'm so happy that it's back. Um, the New York Five is the Vertigo uh, produced sequel to the New York Four, which was a minx book, which you can buy right over there if you're in the store. Yeah, um, if you haven't, it's really, it's really good. See, that guy's holding it up. It's, it's really Brian, good. It's Brian Wood written, Ryan Kelly drawn, the same team behind local. Yep. And it's about uh, girls uh, NYU students in or UNY. Well no, they're I noticed that. They're called they're called NYU in the text, but then there's a UNY <laughs> banner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was interesting. But they're basically just freshmen in, in college in New York. And, and so the, the the graphic novel that Mix put
2: out, what was that, two years ago, three years day. ago? A while ago. Um, that captured like the first semester at school, and now New York 5 number one picks up the second semester. Um, and really interesting because Minx was like for teen girls, and while Vertigo is mature readers, so Damn, it, it was says so good. It yeah. says
1: mature on the front, but I can't really think of anything in it. That there was
2: nothing in it that was mature, but I like the the potential. Yeah, gonna it, get a little. That's you know, so icky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I like dramas and things like that. I, I watched Nine O Two and O for years and things like that. So this totally plays. He up means that shows for
1: teenage girls.
2: Pretty much, Gossip Girl. Drama. But, um, and the thing is, you you read Brian Wood, and if you're familiar with Brian Wood stuff, you know like DMZ and he's North very New York centric, yeah. Well, not not so much New York centric, but he's very DMZ is. Yes, DMZ is New York centric. That's yeah. not the point. Okay, of all video. right, fine. He's very. I'm um, uh, New York. <laughs> he's very. <laughs> 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 he he writes a certain kind of story that sometimes. Have him write a, a, a drama about teen girls in college Doesn't wouldn't be seem, what you would expect. Right. Well, and writes it really, really well. And, and local was. Well, yeah, true, local was. But um, New York as a character, much like lo- the cities and local as a character, really helps round out the book. Um, it's Ryan, a very
0: authentic New York book.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was going to You were about to mention Ryan Kelly. And yeah. I think that's the most amazing thing, is that Ryan Kelly lives. Minneapolis or somewhere Minnesota in a shed apparently (laughs) Uh, and and he hasn't been here that much he doesn't know but he draws the hell out of this city
2: and that that was really that was really the thing about the issue that stood out for me I mean like there's a page where one of the characters talk about her older her older sisters in a band and there's a great huge half panel of her playing bass and I was just like I was like yes that's awesome like I want more of this Um, it's only four issues a little miniseries but I hope that it sells enough to get to do more with it um,
1: because it's just fantastic it was really really good so, so. That's, that's a hope. I adored it. <clears throat> Moving on. Twilight uh, Guardian number one. No. No? I'm looking at the wrong two. Conan Rhoda Kings. Oh, I have a book to talk about. I read one of these. Whew. I read that last book. Um, I talked about Conan Rhoda Kings uh, number one last time. Uh, Roy Thomas returns to Conan. And, and a lot of times when the classic guys come back, I said Conan, like the show host. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times when the classic guys come back, like it just feels like it feels from a wrong era. Yeah. It's just like it's not right. And uh <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um but I I remember recommending the first issue and we put it in Light Week this time and like a bunch of people were like, I read that, that was fun. And this is just more of it. It was like swashbuckling, like they were on a pirate ship last time and this time they're in I don't know, some Fantasy place And, and they, they there's a There's a money bin In this one Like yeah. Scrooges It's DuckTales? <laughs> they found They found a big Vat of money And of course Under it is a big tentacle. Did they swim in it? Ten, a little bit They got pulled underneath there, don't was a whole, there was a do get me started on the. Of swimming. swimming in the was, money bin. There was a I, realistic take on being pulled underneath a lot of gold. Was there really? And it was that you can't see anything or move, and it kind of sucks. I don't think you can get pulled in the. Because I had that whole week when I was obsessed with DuckTales about But how does he swim in the money
2: bin? Because how can you swim in metal? Well, and then when he and then he spits and then he spits it out like it's water. Like wouldn't yes. this be like all irony in his mouth? He doesn't have teeth. He's a all duck. Right, were you were you, <laughs>
0: you? were you ten?
1: When this happened? No, this is like two weeks ago. Oh,
0: all right. That's true. I was there. I was gonna say you were probably the worst ten year old that's ever been. No, but yeah. I mean
1: it's it's like when you think of what you want a, a Conan book to be and it was drawn by uh, by Mike Hawthorne. Oh mm. Yeah. is it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike Hawthorne's been great. I've heard nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's no, been I mean, like Fear he, yeah. he's like he's like a yeoman. Like he does all sorts of different books and everything he does. He killed. Like I can think of it. He was on Queen and Country. He was, he's doing Fear Agent now. He's just he did GI Joe for a little while. You know, he's like this guy who he's just really good and he and he puts out great stories. He also tweets his son's adventures on Twitter and it's really funny. Um, raising crazy. Um, uh, but again, uh, Conan the King's number two. I would
2: never have thought you'd read a Conan book at all. It's and then, great and then to enjoy it. It's yeah. like
1: it's like a ton of fun, and also like.
2: Did you read I, any of the Conan stuff? That the Horse I've read like,
1: things here and there, but it never like. like no, but
2: they did that reboot you recently. Had some of the music
1: stuff did you read? Yeah, yeah. Some, I've yeah. read some yeah. of it, but it's the thing about it is like, you kind of you don't need to make the commitment really. You could read number two because it doesn't really matter. Right, it's just Conan. And they're fighting around. You're like, oh, that's fun. Oh, look, sexy ladies and swords and oh, and that and that's it. And then you can go away for a couple of months. Does he
2: get any in the second back?
1: Probably. I think he does.
2: No, because he got some in the first issue, right? Yeah. 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 Same girl. With the uh, the
1: same girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a princess. Cool. So the pirate queen. It's. I mean, it's like I'm not gonna. You're not gonna. I'm not like you won't believe what happened in Conan. It's exactly what you think would happen in Conan. (laughs) But that's okay. That's what you want from Conan. All right. Fair enough. I rest my case. Did
0: anybody in this room read Twilight Guardian besides me? One hand. Awesome. Um, Sorry, Philip. Twilight Guardian is fantastic. It is one of the... It's a
2: rare, rare pilot season winner that, got, that like made it to Two series.
0: years ago. We talked about it on the video show we did about Top Cow and it was one of the winners of pilot season two years ago and it finally came out, issue one this week, from Troy Hickman as the writer and who's the, who's the artist? Sid Codian. And it's about this... It's about a girl who patrols her suburban neighborhood as a vigilante. And it's she's a little crazy, and it's all in the, it's all about her narrating her patrols. She sees a woman with a bird. She thinks there may be trouble there. She falls asleep uh, at, in the middle of the night because she's patrolling all night all night long. It's not a standard superhero tale. It's just about a girl who's kind of a little bit crazy. So it's like Kick-Ass. Yes, but more fun. I mean, okay, because really, yes, mm-hmm. it is more fun because it's a little unhinged. Mm-hmm. She's she's a little bit nuts, yeah. and it's funny because. She's very deadly serious about every night she reads a comic book for inspiration before she goes out on patrol, and she marks down the behavior of her... Of so her. she's a
1: comic book reader? Yes. same.
0: Well, that's fine. <laughs> there's a little bit of an unhinged in comic book readers, but um, it's... Sorry. And at the end of the issue, the, and if you've been following the news at all, there's that guy in Seattle who just got beat up recently yeah, yeah. who's been patrolling. Well, when we,
1: went to see, when we went to see Kick-Ass, we saw like the New York like, press premiere, Yes, there were several superheroes... Like but real superheroes you see, look, you see,
2: have you noticed like every year or so the story of the real life superhero comes mm-hmm. out? And invariably, m- my dad always emails me it, hey, FYI, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love my dad, It's great, but it's like, it's like, yeah, I know, and it's like, and it's like, that's what he thinks of us. You know, like, like I know he's waiting, he's waiting for the phone call. He's just waiting. Ron and, and got when I up. broke, yeah, yeah. Like, he really no.
1: thinks you're going to do it? Because yeah. I know you're not going to do
2: it. No, that. I'm an inside kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: means I don't
0: go outside and do physical if
2: things. You're at all <laughs> I type.
0: If you're at all looking for something new and fun, Twilight Guardian number one, pick it up. You don't have to have read the pilot season book. It's, there's a lot of uh, recapping of what happened before, which is basically the same thing, but it's a very interesting, fun little character piece. And she at the end of it, she meets uh, a bunch of other vigilantes who email her and say, hey, we're going to have a group. So it's kick ass. <laughs> just like, just no, kick with the girl. There's no fighting. It's just her messing oh, okay. around oh, at night. Okay. It's, so all in her, it's all in her head. Some dude oh, gets okay. his head cut
1: off next next issue, though. And
0: yeah. there's a guy who's like following her, but she's, he, she's got a set area she patrols, so he's one block too far, so she doesn't engage him. Oh, so she's like the Chinese food place down the yes, road. Exactly. <laughs> damn them
2: all right so um yet again avengers and new avengers comes out all the, same the week. avengers books came they out. do this all the they do this all the time have you noticed brubaker's books come out the same week avengers books came out the same. brian wood's books come out the same week it drives me crazy because i want to space them out but um so avengers number nine came out and really the only thing i want to mention and this gets this is where we get kind of annoying there's no credits in this whole issue and on the front cover they it says bendis romita jansen hannah palmer and the yeah. art I thought was wildly in like sporad- like wasn't yeah. consistent, and so obviously Ramita's falling behind. They got multiple inkers. I just want to know who inked what page. That's all I want to know. You want that on every page? No, no. I want a credit box that says you know.
1: Do you do you do that? I do oh, because absolutely. in the beginning I see that and I like if it's pencilers I'll kind of go back, but like I always look at the credit box. I always yeah, look at yeah. But then thing you to do you compare that. like oh well, yeah, Anna's no. good on this one. Absolutely. Jant. Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Yeah, I do. So You're off these books, right, Josh? You're yeah, not I've been off. No, That's a great cover, off. by the way. The cover's great. No, the other thing I wanted to highlight about this book, so the the Avengers, so basically... This is great. So basically all the Avengers just found out that the Illuminati exists and the Infinity Gems are out there, and they're in the North Pole or the South Pole. They're somewhere arctic, it's cold, and they're at the old uh, Inhumans City... And they've all got superhero winter clothes, yes, which saying,
1: is awesome. Yeah. Like Captain Steve has a balaclava. No,
2: no, and look, <laughs> no, and even Professor Xavier has got like a ski hat on. And like
0: Mr. Fantastic, it's
2: hysterical. And Spider-Man has one. They all, uh, Hawkeye has a Hawkeye hat. Like he's got the H on it. Like it's hyster-
1: Do like, they always carry those around in their? I couches? don't know.
2: It's like GI Joe. It's like it's like the winter gear. The winter gear Batman. Yep. Um,
1: but there you go. Somebody like that.
2: Uh, but, uh, no, look, the thing's got earmuffs on. Come yeah. on, the thing's got earmuffs. He doesn't have ears. I know. And, and so, no, what's even better is Spider-Man's is all out of webbing, and then uh, Doctor Strange has got like, this p- pink aura around him keeping him warm. Moon Knight's Sp- there. I don't know why. That, was, that threw me
1: for a second there. Because apparently Secret Avenger showed up, but yeah. no, they that's never told not, us. That's yeah. not so secret. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't Spider-Man do that all like half the year? I mean, it's cold out there, right I now. Know. Well,
2: they did that arc in Brand New Day with the snowstorm. And yeah.
1: he, he had to web it up. Yeah, he webbed, he webbed it up. But I I like the whole
0: uh, the Illuminati is a great concept. I like the fact that we've. we've and they take them off. There. They're still standing in the snow. They yeah. have to talk.
2: They have to talk, yeah. All right.
0: Let's this
2: is why I don't read it. But, but book. anyway, it was. No, but it's really, really good. And as always, see, look, there's Hawkeye's hat. Um, yeah, Thank anytime you. you use the Infinity Gems, it's golden and it's fantastic. Now, but the new
0: Avengers. We're going to get to your problem in a second, but this is the type of thing I, lo- I love about the Avengers, and people hate. Yeah. is It was entire, almost entirely a date issue between Luke and, and oh, Jessica. Oh, it was. It's absolutely- well, there, there's a fight. Yeah, but this in the is the breathing book. issue in between right. arcs. So and- there's just pages of them talking at a dinner table about whether or not she's going to be a superhero again. And that's the stuff I love about the Avengers. I love the fact that you've got five books, so you can do that with one book.
1: I like that he's doing a Jessica Jones book under the radar. He kind oh, of totally. is. It absolutely is, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people hate absolutely. that, but I really like it. Nowadays, what I
2: also liked is that they're at dinner, they're at a restaurant, and they're having an argument as to whether or not she's gonna be a superhero, and there's a waitress. Wow. Oh, the waitress pa- bit was great. The waitress patiently waiting to take their order, and for like three pages, the waitress is like sitting there looking around, like as they're just talking and ignoring her. At that's the some, the this is some, this is yeah, some early some Bendis, 2000s Bendis, Bendis dialogue. dialogue. balloons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I show the credit, It's powers level dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> but, see <Chris laughs> <Eliopolis> going <sighs> <laughs> Well, if there was a credit box, I could tell you who lettered it. There's no credit box in this one, either. <laughs> um, my, my, pro, and my only problem with it is that I just, I can't, get, uh, I can't get on board with Daniel Acuna. There's a credit box, it's right here. Yeah, here it is. Joe Joe,
1: Joe, did, Joe did it.
0: I, I love Acuna, so this is where we differ, but
1: yeah. I, I, looks, I'm fine with him. It looks good. It looks better than some of the other stuff where he didn't seem to fit. It's, it's, it's inconsistent in my
2: ter- Like, sometimes there's a couple of faces. like some of the faces.
0: Well, he uses color where yeah. we use line. That's the difference. Yeah. That's fine with me. I, lo- I love the feeling of his art.
2: A couple times, Jessica looked like she got beat up. Like, look at that.
0: I don't see that. Yeah,
2: well, not so good. Anyway, that's
0: just mine. It's preference. It's art. That's, f- that's, that's all.
2: fine. You can, so, um, you can prefer. So Age of X Alpha came out. And this is a, a mini X-Men event that Mike Carey is writing and that he's behind. Uh, is anyone else reading this? Anybody on board with this? OK. Oh, one. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Excellent. All right, you've beaten Twilight Guardian by one.
2: Did, <laughs> did anybody else have the problem when you read it that, that I thought I missed an issue?
0: No.
2: OK. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: That was a note You can hear <laughs>
2: no. What happened was is that they basically they start off this whole thing. They th- throw you right into it, and in the in the very back, Mike Carrie writes saying our goal was to throw you into it without giving you any setup, which totally threw me off. Well, that, um, that's a that's a which thing is fun. That works Sometimes, but um, it's very much Age of Apocalypse y almost to the point where it I sounds wonder. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I, I almost I almost wonder if they know Age of Apocalypse happened <laughs> in the ex office, but. Um, This is one of those things where it's a bunch of uh, vignettes, it's shorter stories, and uh, there's one story about the Cyclops version in the Age of X, his character's name is Basilisk, and uh, the art was by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, and it was fantastic, it was like, it totally blew me away, Mm -hmm. Um, really kind of that, that almost indie-esque kind of artwork, you know? So I like, the thing is when Marvel does these little, um, like, almost compilation issues or not anthology issues, it gives a lot of opportunity for artists that are either up and coming or that they're trying out to give a shot. That is good. Yeah, exactly. And I saw this guy and immediately I was like, ooh, I want to see more from this guy. It's very so, simplistic, but sort of, yeah. like lots of little dots and scratches and things like that. Yeah, really, really liked it. So um,
1: I'm going to read this because I read every X-Men event, but um, it's weird. So. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Action Comics number 897, this is, this is probably the culmination uh, of, of, of what, what Paul Cornell's done with his villain arc right now, where, where Lex Luthor, and it's literally, it was almost like a writing exercise, it was like, put Lex Luthor and the Joker in a room and see what happens. It was like, it was just a conversation that took place in a room. Which, much like a New Avengers, it was, was I, it? I like
0: Paul Cornell's take on this whole thing, and it's mm-hmm. almost almost sad that they're going back to Superman.
1: I, well, I mean, the thing is, I, I feel like you can't keep it up forever. Sure, like, sure. eventually, you'd be like, oh, Mitch's Pitless back, great. You know, like, how long can you keep doing it? So, you know, and after you do the Joker, and then, you know, I guess, who's left that's really big? Are they going to do Dark Side? They already did Dark Side. Like, eventually they're just going to have to. Sure. Peng- penguin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, uh, the Penguin guy? <laughs> you know, with the short. Kill, <laughs> Killer Croc? Yeah. I, these two characters are great because
0: they're so opposites and they're always great no matter what medium. They mm-hmm. always had those great animated shows when they had J- Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and Joker together because one is completely contained in control, one is completely insane in chaos
1: there were a lot of really good lines in here that sort of explored the characters of of those guys. It was I'm trying to think there was... Yeah, that's exactly the one. Um, you know, and the Joker sort of yells out, he's like, I've bred cultures under my fingernails. It's just like this tiny megalomania that is, you know, in his head. And, and almost to the point where... I, I didn't even, I didn't pay so much attention to the larger story, whatever the, the sphere thing is that they're doing. It's not but so I'm,
0: much, I mean, it's about that. But yeah. I, I'm more about the inter- interaction between Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and all the villains.
1: And we, we were talking about uh, the way that the Pete Woods draws uh, Joker, which I really like until Connor pointed out the little curlicue on his face that looks like a half a circus mustache. <laughs> Very thin. <laughs> or, or a villainous mustache. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. But I guess yeah. that's supposed to be like a nod to... The scar? The, yeah. the Heath Ledger stuff? Yeah. The movie? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but it was fun and like clearly like clearly like Paul Cornell's been thinking about this for a long time before that script, you know, was was put together. So it was another. It was good one of on.
0: the be- one of the better mm-hmm. combinations of characters. Yeah,
1: it was no Grodd skull eating. Don't no. get me wrong, but no. It was or Vandal Savage weird Romance. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it was more fun to talk about than it was. No, it was but fun. It us the gift that kept on giving. Yes. Uh, Let's about, scalp. Let's talk about You going gush
2: about scalp for
1: five minutes? Listen, <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> I'm not, Agent X? Well, give us a break
2: i'm not i'm not am not judging
0: really it's that good. sounded like you were judging it's a good book I was noticed. he judging <laughs> okay. wait till we get the fables later they just booed you That's <laughs> um, awesome Sc- scalped 45 we're starting a new five-part arc mm-hmm. i wonder how long we've got with scalp because most of the vertical you know you try to end with eight into 60 with these yeah. books you've got about 15 issues left well maybe or yeah, aaron so.
1: said that that they had passed the point that he had he had planned out to you know and and then he's he had, to, he had to plan like, as an initial sort of idea for it. And now we're in the new territory, the sort of second bit. And that's actually what I really liked about this issue. The thing that, that came up is that uh, Dash Bad Horse is walking around with, with Red Crow. And you're like, oh, things have, things have stepped up a bit because Dash sort of seems he's going to be the heir apparent. And it, it was one of those issues that was really introspective on, on Red Crow, who is, I mean, like, I, I don't know how many, how many people are actually reading this book who are here. All right, good, good. But kind of shameful, the rest of you. No. Get um, out! Get out! Uh, Red Crow is... I don't, I don't want to call him the villain of the book, because that's not exactly correct. He's
0: the, he's the Tony Soprano. He's—he is sure. a bad guy, but he's also one of... He's the, fascinating. Yes.
1: He's one of like, the best characters in comics, in sort of serial comics right now. And this is just one of those that spends a lot of time with him. In, and clearly, like, he's drawn over and over like that... Uh, Tony Soprano is actually a really, really good sort of uh one
0: thing clear to me after reading this issue is we're gonna get a really violent confrontation between Dash and Shunka. It's gonna be great. Yes. I just like that word. Shunka. Yeah. Shunka. I really wanted to bring it up so I could say shunka.
1: Yeah, nice. you like <laughs> Say it with automatic I say it out loud every time. I by, by myself, in my apartment reading. It it, shunka. It's amazing. It's it's one of those things that like it's, it's fun to say. Say it. Shunka.
3: <laughs> no. Shunka.
4: There you go. <laughs>
3: I'm not wrong. That's, oh, that's never happened before. No.
2: Um, so next up is uh, Thunderbolts number 152. We want to bring on iFanboy writer Paul Montgomery, who's in from Philadelphia for the show. Welcome
4: him to the show. Everybody welcome Paul Montgomery.
1: Hello, the world. And it's, it's, it's difficult for Velvet to speak up, so we're going to do our best.
4: Yeah. Hello, the world. Um, Hello. So, Paul, you want to talk about Thunderbolts, eh? Thunderbolts was good shit. It was my pick of the week. Yeah? Why? It was great. Giant monsters! Giant, sorry. Giant monsters. There's kaiju monsters in it. And the thing I really like about this team is Luke Cage is a very different sort of leader than, say, Steve Rogers or Iron Man. Um, he's he's a Luke Cage kind of leader. Um, he has a very interesting, no, he has a very interesting administrative style in this. He, you know, sends everybody on their individual missions. You go get the lobster guy. You go get the pterodactyl-looking thing. And... Uh, I don't know what you can do, Ghost, because your powers are, quite frankly, kind of strange.
2: Which I like that they, and Ghost is like, all right, I'll just
4: stand over here. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> so he just, he just waits it out. and uh, He's a team player, Ghost. Yeah, he is. Ghost for really, an anarchist. I actually
2: really like Ghost as a character. That's what yeah, I've been the highlight of this is. Um But what, also what's great is, the, is what I like about the, what I like about what they're doing with Thunderbolts is that they've got this whole prison of the raft of all these super uh, super bad guys and they can just pull people out and put them on the team like they did in this issue with Hyperion
4: yeah they just that which which is century done right yeah Really, I mean, like, and they, they have a nice spoiler alert. They have a nice uh, double cross in the end with with Hyperion. Um, it brings a nice dynamic to the team. And from everything that Jeff Parker said, it looks like he's going to be adding even more members to the team, and it, it's going to be sort of a rotating door. So that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Well, um, what I
2: liked about Hyperion is that there was a the question whether or not this was the good Hyperion or the evil Hyperion. Exactly. And throughout the whole guessing. issue, Hyperion's like, no, no, that was the. <laughs> that was the, the yeah, was the other guy yeah that was the other guy no awesome I want to help people me. and you knew you knew it was coming and even though the level cross wasn't a surprise it still worked you what, do you,
4: what do you call that thing that Hyperion's wearing that like Sash. superhero adult no, a bodice? No, it's a diaper thing that, yeah. it's, a, it's like a high rise it's a corset kind of really it's yeah what is it it's a cummerbund it's a cummerbund I don't, yeah,
2: it's a formal superhero it's a cummerbund with
1: a codpiece saving the
4: day is a formal occasion yeah.
1: I just, but, I love, the, I love I think Kev Walker just like the scale of the monsters in yes. this was, was really the thing that I, I, was like the most explosive off the page, you know, aspect of it. it was just they were gigantic monsters. You have like the Juggernaut like pushing. I was like, I don't think that would work. I don't care how strong he is.
4: He's very tiny yeah. in comparison. And so, the, the way the team interacts too, you have Songbird going forth making this like sound wave the Juggernaut can run across. That was cool. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. So the, it's, a, it's a great team action book. And it's, it's a, a very interesting team. This is, my, this is my favorite Avengers book that's out right now. So. Yes.
0: Nice. Well, the thing is, if you can't get behind a bunch of villains pounding on giant monsters, then, then, then why, then are, you then why you are you reading, reading comics? comics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, good point. So. That's true.
2: Cool. Well, thank you, Paul, for coming in. And for those who don't know, Paul actually is a recently ordained minister in the Church of iFanboy. It's true. No joke. <laughs> it's true. So if there are any couples here looking to get married, Let's do it. This, also, this is a After joke, After the show, actually, Paul's no. going
4: to be marrying people. I have a certificate, and I'm waiting on my, my wallet card, but I can actually legally do it. So, yeah. Without so confirmation email, I can do it. You, really, got a, you got an email. Who wants so, to get married? Come we'd on.
2: We'd really like to be the first comic podcast to have a wedding I can, at our show. I can so. marry
4: a guy and a girl. I can marry two guys, two girls, three girls. <laughs> three girls would be cool. I could, if you really like a book, I can marry you to your favorite book. <laughs> It's really anything goes now. We're just writing the rules as we go. You so. should find like a really expensive book in the shop, and I can marry you to that really expensive book, and then you can just leave with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you pay for it first. That yeah. Means, yeah. yeah. So. But anybody it's an anybody. American
4: citizen at that point. Yes, so. Yeah. It's not, right. They're they're afraid because it's legal and they know that it's binding. So yeah. all right.
2: Thank That's you, it. Paul. All right. Yeah. All right. So real quickly, we want to uh, make sure everybody is aware of C2E2 as the uh, upcoming convention season is getting started. Um, The Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, or as it's affectionately known, C2E2, is coming back to downtown Chicago from March 18th to the 20th. Um, They're going to be in the West Building at McCormick Place in downtown Chicago. Is anybody going
0: from here? Yeah, see, cool. We'll be there. We'll be All there. All three of us this time. We will be. They're
2: letting you out, Josh. woo um, I'm going to sleep. For those, of, <laughs> for those of you who haven't decided to go, maybe this might woo you to go, because great comic stars are going to be there, like Brian Michael Bendis, Adam Hughes, Ben Temple Smith, Gene Ha, Cliff Chang, Mahmoud Azharov is going to be there, which is awesome. Nice guy, amazing pinup artist. Amazing sketch guy. He gave Paul a great sketch in New York that was like blew my mind. Um, Paul Cornell, Mike Norton, Scotty Young. Scott Snyder is going to be there, apparently. Awesome. Cool. He's here, too. So, um, And tons more great comics creators. Um, and C2E2 is making a ton of announcements all the way up to the show, announcing more and more guests. They just announced Matt Fraction is going to be there. So you definitely want to stay tuned to hear about all the great stuff that's going to be coming on at C2E2. Tickets are still available at C2E2.com. If you buy before March 14th, you can get the whole weekend for just $50. You can't beat that. So C2E2 in downtown Chicago. Find out more at C2E2.com.
0: We'll be there sitting in our booth. Yes. In chairs. And not walking around for a Grimacing a, a little. <laughs> a little. Now, Detective Comics 873 came out, which um, Scott Snyder's over there, which makes it really hard to talk about. A little awkward. So we're <laughs> well, going to own it. It's really difficult when we're in the same room, but it's even worse when the writer's in the same room. <laughs> this is the best comic ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's going to come over here and we're going to actually talk to him about the book because we've never had this opportunity before. Yeah, there we go.
2: First time a creator's on the Pick Week podcast, actually. So
1: give Scott a round. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Actually, we just wanted to sandbag you because you did have two books come out this week and that really bugs Ron. (laughs)
3: It's okay, though. I know it's okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Do you have any say as to when your books come out, the scheduling?
3: No, no. I I was really hoping they'd they'd stagger them. Do you prefer it staggered? I do. Okay. I do.
0: Casey, American Vampire is the other book which you shall be reading also. Which is awesome.
3: I know, I know. There was actually, there was a a tweet yesterday that was like, I don't know what to buy, American Vampire or Detective Comics. Buy
1: them them both. (laughs) Yes. It's for those people with only $4 a week. (laughs) I know. It's all my wife will give me.
3: Let me just say, everybody... Let's give a big cheer for iFanboy, 10 years. Also, iFanboy was the first place to give me a review ever when I was first starting out in comics. You guys are extremely dear to my heart. Oh, you're so Thank you. Thank you
1: but l- now let's shine his shoes a little. So, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get <laughs> into it. Uh, as, as, as anyone here knows, uh, Jock is, is my favorite artist, and uh, you, you must like liked him a lot. And uh, I think he's coming through for you here.
3: Yeah, he's been he's been amazing. I mean, it was it was tough. I had to actually track him down in San Diego to get him to do Detective with me. <clears throat> did you and give him um, a drink first, or I did. Well, that that was the whole thing. I it heard that like, works. <laughs> <laughs> he's British. He was. Yeah, he's British. I, I called him before about two months before I knew I, I had the book. I was I knew I was doing the backup, and then they offered me the feature. And um, so I I you know I I knew Jock was my first choice. I called him in in England, and he was actually at a pub having dinner. And he was like, well, meet me in San Diego and let's talk about the story. And if I like the story, I'll do it. So when we were in San Diego, I, the whole the whole trip was about tracking him down and going out to dinner. And I went out with him and, like, Cliff Chang and a couple other co- – and Will Dennis from Vertigo. And Jock can just, like, put them away one after another. And I was like, if I don't keep up with him, he's going to think I'm a total pussy and, like, won't, and won't, won't do the story. So I, I was so smashed at the end of the night, like, trying to convince him. I was like – it's going to be great. We're going to have James Jr., Gordon's uh, daughter. No, no, Gordon's son. He's going <laughs> to be in it. And finally, like, I got him to do it. And then it was, like, two or three in the morning. I wrote Mike Martz, the bat editor, the group editor, an email saying that Jock liked the story. And I, I actually, my best friend is here somewhere who was with me. He was staying in the room with me. I, like, passed out writing the email where I was <laughs> like, Mike. I was like, Jock is in, 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 in. in- it was, it was humiliating, <laughs> but I got him, <laughs> and he's been wonderful, and so is Francesco, and, and the unsung hero of the series is also uh, Dave Barron, who does Colors, who's just amazing on it, so I feel very grateful.
1: One of the things that I was thinking is the, in this is that uh, you've, got, you've got Batman flying around in armor, and it made me think, I was like, oh, you like The Dark Knight Returns. Is that is that where the armor sort of came from in your mind? You're like, "I want to well, see that now."
3: I actually I wanted to use the armor that was more in hush in uh the that sort of weird um sort of a uh, that weird Hellraiser kind of armor, but um <laughs> Mike Martz was saying that they're introducing a new flying armor in in a Dark Knight uh, uh David Finch's series and that they wanted to to use that one. So that it's it was a combination. Yeah, it's yeah. continuity. Yeah, definitely. But um no, it's it's uh, they've been they've given me tremendous latitude. I feel really lucky on on Detective to, to be able to tell a long form story. That's like the whole thing really is like ten to twelve issues, and and they've given us a lot of freedom. I, I feel really happy with it.
1: I think I think like the, you did like a three issue arc, which you actually don't see yeah. that much, and so it had a nice sort of flow to it. And this was sort of the big culmination of the, of the action scene, and then you know Dick dealing with it afterwards. So like you're at the end of your first sort of. Batman arc, like what? What do you think? How did it turn out? Were you happy with it?
3: I, I was really happy with it. I mean, I was, I was hoping to be able to do um, the the backups, but then mm-hmm. what happened was that we um, started looking at how central the James Junior story was going to be to the to the main series, and I I started to talk to Dan, um, Dadio and Bob Harris about maybe moving the backup into the feature and, and alternating that way, and then they started axing the backup, so. It actually worked out really well where Francesco is going to be doing issues 874 and 875, and then he's going to come back to do 879 mm-hmm. and so on. And so that, that story will be told throughout the whole thing. For me, the the whole run, the whole year-long run is about Gotham being this kind of funhouse mirror to, to both Batman and Commissioner Gordon and, and to anybody that sort of takes up the good fight in that city, it, it sort of challenges you by throwing your worst nightmares at you. Mm-hmm. So both in the form of, you know, um, Jim's son and in for, for Dick, who's a much more optimistic and team player Batman than Bruce, um, in the form of uh, showing him kind of the dark side of the human character, um, the the whole thing really, they, they kind of gave me a, a, enough room to, to make it sort of one big thing that's going to end up at the, you know, uh, 12 or 13 issues from now so cool. they've been great did you read your books this week D- did i read did you read your, your yeah books yeah from? what absolutely. was your pick of the week my pick of the week was was honestly was was jonathan hickman's fantastic four i i loved it i thought vindication for gladly, wow. no, that's I'll, not sticking to the company line either wow. Yeah, no, wow no 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll look i'll cross the aisle i will definitely say i i've been loving spider-man i've been loving fantastic four um you know as a as a as a fanboy, I mean, there's there's some great things happening on both sides. I mean, I'm for for my favorite book of the week, honestly, both was Paul Cornell's Action Comics. I loved Action Comics this week, and also. Um uh, I read The Six Gun by Cullen Bunn, which I think yes. is one of the best series that's happening. One of the there, best right new
2: series of last yeah. year and continuing on. And yeah, I, now
3: I don't know what's seven. happening. We're like it's yeah. a new thing, yeah, we're in totally. the swamp. And yeah, <laughs> and and Morning Glories uh by Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer is uh a friend and also I just admire him tremendously. I think he's terrific. So
1: Well Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Scott. That <laughs> sure. that went okay. We've never had that happen.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give it up for Scott Snyder, everybody. All right, so uh, let's. We got a whole stack of some other books. Let's motor through them. Uh, Punisher in the Blood, number three. Um, I so want to make this pick of the week some, at some point. it' just not yet. Uh, Rick Remender. If you're a fan of Rick Remender, you know that he's got a devious, fucked-up side to him, and it's coming out in this Punisher series where Jigsaw, like the both Jigsaws, have teamed up and they've resurrected and brainwashed Frank's wife to be on their side. And he's Ron's looking at me, and I, there's no recognition. I it's just <laughs> like. But you it's, remember me! But it's really, but it's... Ned
1: Ryerson!
2: <laughs> 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 Bing! Um, but it's, um, it's really, really bloody. It's really, really violent. And cool stuff like, you know, the, the four little teeth in the Punisher logo, two of them were nunchucks. Oh, nice. Like, shit like that. You know, I mean, the, fact, cool. that, the fact that the Punisher's motorcycle has the Punisher logo in front of it, like, it's Punisher in does the superhero.
5: Did
1: he order that? Or I, I don't know. he make yeah. it? Like, but is there a day where he's like, oh, i got to
0: build a skull? Like, ton
2: of fun. Really, really good.
0: You know, we used to say the X-Force, was the X-Men book for non-X-Men fans, but right now it's uncanny X-Force. Well, my, I'm an you, idiot. X-Factor was the one we used to say. Right. There's too many of those books with the same F in the beginning. But X-Force, you the general opinions are, I'm fine. All right. <laughs> I had a little minor stroke, but I'm back. X-Force. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's okay to say. X-Force <laughs> is fantastic.
2: What, what I loved about this, this is issue four, this kind of wraps up this first story arc, and the whole premise of X-Force is that this is the team that will kill. And Apocalypse has been resurrected as a little boy and they get to the situation and they can't even... It's the classic Psylocke. You
0: kill Hitler as a, boy, as a baby yeah.
2: scenario. Psylocke, Wolverine, can't do it. Arch- Archangel's about to do it. They talk him out of it. And then when they're like, all right, fine, we'll rehabilita- rehabilitate him. Phantom X pulls the trigger. <laughs> Badass. It was great. It was really, really good. And uh, again, fucked up Remender when Archangel in the beginning of the story is all hurt and uh, Deadpool is, oh. Deadpool's help and he's feeding him his own skin. Yeah, his yeah. Own. Oh, that was gross. But, um, has he come up with this? But, uh, is O'Pain is killing it on this book. It's amazing,
0: so. I picked up Infestation Number no. 1 from IDW, which... That sounds, sounds kind of dirty. I picked up
2: this infestation. <laughs> I
0: did. I got penicillin though. Oh, this fun. is
2: the weird crossover of licensed well, books. Well,
0: yeah, I is. wasn't going to get it, but it's a, it's a supposed crossover between G.I. Joe, Star Trek, Transformers, and Ghostbusters.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> and really, and, and I'm with it. Right up when you say Ghostbusters, that's the part I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, they have a book there. It's, you had me a Ghostbusters. There's, there's a st- the, the
0: problem with this is it's running through the whole line. They're all getting their own mini books, and this was like a one shot leading into it. There's going to be a one
1: shot, then there's all the minis, and then like many months down the line there'll be number two. Now none of the,
0: on, the, on the cover is Snake. I didn't see the cover. Snake Eyes, Spock, Op- Optimus Prime, and Peter Venkman. None of who are in the ish- issue at all. Oh, baby um, switch. The, the, whole pl- the whole premise is there's a zombie. Of course, there's a zombie world, and they oh, have. course.
1: They have. Is fa- there a vampire? This, or is this is the, <laughs> the setup. Of- yes. 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 There <laughs> no. The, there's the setup. Of- is great because there's this big portal and there's a guy telling a bunch of scientists oh, he's like, it? yeah, okay. there's a big portal and he goes, all right, so we got the zombie wall here so we can study it, but don't worry, everything's going to be, <laughs> next page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that these zombies found a portal into other dimensions, they're going to go and eat people in all the dimensions and I guess they're gonna, one's G.I. Joe, one's Star Trek, one's Transformers, one's Ghostbusters. I'm only reading this for the hope that the, we're going to get some sort of mega, crazy, stupid crossover between all these people. <laughs> because it, it, wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, it's, it's, no. it's and Landing* and we are writing it. Um, and it wasn't bad, but I, wanted, I just want to see Snake Eyes and Spock train, team up. <laughs> <laughs> is, that so, is that so wrong? <laughs> nothing nothing me, wrong, with, wrong that. with that. That's, right? that's the American dream. I want to see Peter pan <laughs> and, and Optimus Prime <laughs> yeah. destroying zombies. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I'll just that. quit comics after that. <laughs> I'll be done. I'll retire. Yeah. Right. Fair so enough. So that's what I want to see. If they want me to see me retire, that's what they write.
1: <laughs> will you leave comics
0: at I will that leave point? comics. Maybe I'll done. drop the mic and walk away.
1: That's amazing. That's like when Uncanny goes back to number one for me, right? Yeah, whatever. I yeah. wanted to very quickly mention Fables number 101, the, the book that just keeps going forever. I, the thing that, this was a fun little side issue. There's been this stuff going on in the business office for a while after it got destroyed at Fable Town and there's uh, Buffkin the monkey. And the, There's a business office <laughs> issue? <yet? laughs> no, there's, there's, a, there's an office. Shut up, I'm going to push it through.
2: Is there an administrative issue? Is yeah. that like, <laughs> That's the, what the
1: story, you <laughs> re- dick. No, I'm not. I'm serious. <laughs> Anyway, so they're, they're trapped in there, and it's Buffkin the Winged oh, Monkey. Oh, you, you didn't fill out Fables Form 10A. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole premise! <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Talking Mirror. In, in, in fairness, it's been a while since we've done this. It has, no, it's yeah. true. I know, it's true. You're going to
2: need to get Carol's approval on that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Frankenstein head. It's just like this conversation between... It's Are you supposed to random be random words? No! It's, it's the thing... Anyway, <laughs> it was drawn by Eric Schanauer. Oh wow! Really? Look at this. Oh, cool. <laughs> you just let me get to the point. All right. <laughs> what fun would that be? Drawn by Eric Schanauer. really, really nice looking. I, I, I didn't expect that at first because I'd read Age of Bronze it was a while ago, but it's, it's a, a lot more detailed. And you've got a guy who's doing, you know, he's writing Oz and and he's and he can draw this book. Like that's that's an amazing amount of talent. Really fun issue. Uh, still going. They're ta- they're looking at another book. This is what Sorry, well, we're prepping. I'm like, what's going so, on? So no, because
2: I can't. Okay, the great thing about Marvel. Uh, um, NDC, I guess, so the, the big publishers, that they put out a lot of books. And every now and then they put out these one-shots that sometimes slip through the radar. You might not notice. And for me, I didn't even notice. I wasn't going to buy this book. But then I noticed uh, the Magneto one-shot that came out this week that was written and drawn by Howard Chaykin. Chaykin. Okay, and... Ooh,
0: there was a grunt over well, there. Well, yeah.
2: And <laughs> deep now, Chaykin grunt. Sometimes we talk about Howard Chaykin, <laughs> and you could describe Howard Chaykin's art these days in two ways. There's good Chaykin and not-so-good Chaykin. Bad Chaykin. Bad Chaykin. Um, this wasn't the good shaken. This was the so-so shaken, but the thing was the story is insane It's a one-shot about Magneto's first trip to New York where he comes to Brooklyn to get his costume made and fall and And he falls for the girl who makes his costume and hits on her and she shuts him down And that's why he became a villain
1: Okay <laughs> So why wait wait
0: a minute why yes. is
1: that not pick of the week? I, it almost was. I yeah. mean come on. And if that would have been that
2: would have been your whole review. If if the art was the good shaken? <laughs>
0: Paul's grabbing an issue off the shelf. Um, so, the, so it wasn't the Holocaust and it wasn't the No, it wasn't the mutants. Holocaust.
2: It was that he came to America because all these superheroes are cropping up. He's like, I'm gonna be a superhero. And he goes to this portion of Brooklyn apparently that's housing mutants which I didn't know was happening. That's Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> local humor, and, um, and he, meets this, he meets this girl who I think her mutant power is seamstressness, like making costumes, and, and they go out to dinner, and then there's a big kaiju monster that he fights, no joke, and then um, she questions what he's doing and she, tur- she turns him away and he storms off, and Bitch. he becomes a villain. Wow! Who, this is my proof that when you're publishing 40 books a month a couple of them slip through the cracks like some editor of course there's no credit box so I can't tell you who edited it but um oh no so some editor you Seb- just think
1: no, no, no books have credits now
2: Sebastian Gurner worked with Chaikin and approved it and got it out there that's awesome this is why I love Marvel alright so
0: finally I wanted to mention oh
2: wait no we got one more Marvel oh indulges. I'm sorry
0: our, our long
2: multiple year national nightmare is over X-Men Forever 2 ends With issue 16. So it's done. Well, not so much. It ends with a the end? It said final issue. But it ends with a the end question
0: mark. mark. Who's the jar on that?
2: Uh, actually, the art was really good. It is good. There's no credit box, so I can't tell you. Oh,
0: you're lying. Just, wait, if he doesn't see it immediately,
2: it's oh, it not is. there. <laughs> uh, Ramon Roza- Rosanas. It's good. Um, it deals with the death of havoc, and then it wraps up the whole Genosha story. He's just story killing line. everyone off. It's Shakespearean. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But the art was fantastic. It is really good. And I really, I don't want to live in a world where X-Men Forever isn't being published.
0: Well, he's What's under that? contract, so we'll give him a I I know,
2: story. yeah, we'll give it time. It said the end question mark. That's all I'm saying.
0: Finally, Team Titans 91 I wanted to mention because uh, it's, it's, it's quite good. I mean, Teen, Teen <laughs> Titans is that m- much maligned classic uh, series or, or Who's franchise. Doing Who's doing it now? It's JT Kroll, and it's uh, it's Nicola Scott, who is just fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, they can. Um, yes. it, come for the art, stay for the stories. is the story on this book. <laughs> um,
1: oh, God, put that on a cover. Scott, you must know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> come for the art, stay for the story. Uh, they've added Damien to the team. <laughs> JT's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Damien's on
0: the team now as the Robin, and he's always a nice mix. It's a good mix of characters, and... J.T. Krull, who gets a lot of flack for the stuff he's written. It's in, just one issue. And it was really just the one issue. The rest of the stuff he's written is not that bad. If you can forget um, about the cat, then you can realize he's actually okay. Why? That's his mark, man. If you're a a lapsed cat. Teen Titans fans and come back for this now, it's really good. God, I love that cat. It was really good for
4: us.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. If... Uh, if you listen to the show, you like the show, it's, it's part of your routine. Uh, you can help by supporting iFanboy. We are going to beg you now. No, uh, there's lots of things you can do to help iFanboy nice and easy for you. You can click on the banners. They are the people who support the site. You can visit the sponsors. We talk about them a lot. You can go to ifanboy.com slash Amazon. Or you could support Bergen Street Comics and buy some stuff tonight. Um, uh, or you could buy, uh, we were talking about Jerome Peña's art in Uncanny X-Force. You can get the Fear Agent shirt. There's still a few of those. I washed mine today. It's clean. Uh, or you can become, well... There's your laundry update from iFanboy. Yeah, well, yeah. I did laundry today. Uh, you can be, or you can become a member. Who's, here, who's a member? Thank you. That's awesome. Everyone a member, I wanted to shake your hand tonight. So make sure you come find me and shake my hand. Because without you, we're nothing. So it's true. You. You're directly supporting iFanboy. You're the guys who, who are making thank it. Guys, guys and you. girls. It's, guys is sort of a... Anyway. Uh, you can be a member for $4 a month or $42 a year. Or $10 a month or $100 a year. And you are, you are the ones who are making this all possible for us, and I guess a little bit for you in the end. But if you are a member, you can get some prizes, and you'll get a little a pack of stuff. You'll get some random comic book that's either going to be really good or really good for a laugh. It yeah. will be one of those two things. Or if you're the higher level member, you get a t-shirt also. Um, and those are, those are more of them been going out. We're yes. all caught up. No, Everything we have t-shirts good? now. Yeah, we got new ones. Well, that's all. Not we have new st- ones. We got more of them. We, have, we just right laundered, we got more we of laundered some of the old ones, and we're going to send those out too. Um, I still pre-wear them all. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. I did like you,
0: that. Did you push-ups?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I wish
1: people thought we were kidding. <laughs> anyway. Get them good and gamey. Anyway, so th- thank you for being a member, and if you've been thinking about it, um, do that. Sign up, Because yes. that's how that works. Okay, so now's the point in the, in the story where we're going to take some of your questions, if
2: you have any. Does anybody so- actually
0: have questions? Raise your hand.
2: All right, so come up here. Okay, we're we're tight p- on space, so
0: if you have a question, move
2: your way back we're gonna here. We're going to line people up
0: back this way. So right. come, form a line. we got stuff to give you if you have a question. So
2: Now's a good break. If you want to yeah. go somewhere you're, and get a drink, go You're for first.
0: It. You sit down yeah. here. you just suggesting right, this won't start, be interesting? Start on there. Paul, you, you, uh, oh, you do line. line stuff, and we'll just chat until people, our people are lining up. All right, let's all start up with our first one. All right, so we're
5: not all
0: tell us who you are, and then talk to the back of the room, and we got something for you.
4: Hi, I'm Ryan, uh, user NJ on iFanboy. Uh, Is there any essential Fantastic Four storylines outside of the Kirby and Lee and uh, the Hickman? Uh, I've been a fan for a while, and I've never had any ones to really go to.
2: Yes, easy answer. Um, You want to go probably in Marvel Essentials is probably your best bet to find it, but the John Byrne run Fantastic Four was fantastic. That was actually... When uh, She-Hulk was a member of the team, and they did, you gotta, Sorry, <laughs> um, they did a lot of mixing up with the with the roster. But also, Mark Wade and Mike Wieringo's run uh, was fantastic. That was ama- amazing art. How many right, times Dr. will we Cooper? call the
1: Fantastic Four Fantastic? Sorry, tonight. but
2: no, but that was re- it. Was really really good. So, yeah.
0: so, All right, so you're gonna get Jim Lee Icons. Oh, that's a big one. Awesome. Which is this is the one we used on the show, the video show. So there you go. That's the one. That's the book. Thank you. Sir. Next up, have a
4: seat. Tell us your name. Uh, my name's Ed, username Ed209AF. Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, you guys mentioned Thunderbolts, always good villains, punching monsters. But is there any good stories out there, one-shots, uh, series, anything where villains win? You know, uh, Sometimes I like to see the villain win, and I was wondering if there's anything good where I can read that.
5: It's
2: a really good question.
0: Empire. Empire. Mark yeah. Wade's Empire. He did a, he did a, Barry a miniseries, yeah. Barry Kitson. Who was that published by? The Empire World. Gorilla?
1: Yeah, it was the Was it It was, was, was Wildstorm. It might think. be hard to find. It's, it's a series
0: about what happens when the villains win. It's uh, so the the dictator has won. The Doctor Doom character has won. He's taken over the Earth. What happens next? And that's, it was really interesting. The villains don't win,
1: because <laughs> then the book's over. So I mean, there's not really. I'm sure there's been an Elseworlds here or there, but I bet at the end of each of those, the villains win. again. what's the Earth? What's the alternate Earth that has the, the crime syndicate? X. Oh, Earth. You're asking the number? Well, yeah. You know, don't you I know? I don't know the numbers. Who the hell is Tom Caters when you need him? Three. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was r 3. Yeah. Was. I actually did, I actually did. Find every Earth 3 story you can. Yeah, any
0: crime syndicates <laughs> are is good, yeah. But in the, yeah. at the end, they're going to lose. Yeah,
1: That's true. true. Alright, so okay. Josh, you have a book. Josh, you have a
0: giveaway? It's true. This,
2: this is... is
1: wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's S- a collection <laughs> <laughs> of golden age jo- Jack Kirby and Joe Simon superhero work called Whoa. Superheroes from right. Titan Books. We're giving away the and, high ticket. Paul, <laughs> is, Paul is taken And Paul confiscated
0: <laughs> that now. Thank you. next question up. Have a seat. Alright, your name? My name's Jacob. Um, I'm Shemko on the, on the forums, I
4: believe. Wow, a
2: lot of people from the site. Awesome, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't use it
0: so much. That's okay, neither do I. I like it. <laughs> Um I have a question about paper. Okay. Um, all these comics are paper, but... Uh, th- don't
1: touch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Back in the day, things used to be all cheap paper, pulp, you know... Or like what Vertigo does their trades on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now all the floppies are all glossy. Yep. Does anybody miss the the non-glossy paper? Yes. Yeah. No, I,
2: mean, I mean, I mean I, I, that's a mixed question because, like, it's kind of funny because I was just, I was talking the other day, but when I got back into comics in the early 90s, it was Image's use of glossy paper that got me back in because I was like, oh, wow, they're doing something different. Mm. And there's a little better, produ- you know, kind of production value to it. Um, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's it, I think it's a preference thing. Um, that old newsprint paper doesn't really, if you notice, <laughs> doesn't hold the ink really well, doesn't hold colors really well. That's why... It smells I, good, though. It smells great, though. But back in the day, you saw a lot of color bleeding and stuff like that. So the, the thicker paper stock
1: holds the color better, you know, the printing. Plus, if you
0: look in the old back issues, if you pull them out, they're th- they they're deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: the problem is that because comics, the, the market's so small now, it's a niche item. And you have to make it as premium as possible because they're charging $4 an issue. Yep. Or or two ninety nine now for some. But you can't pay that much for, for newsprint, unless it's for Wednesday Comics, apparently. But, you know, like, I, I think people wouldn't, I don't know, I feel like people, like, some of the books are still done on it, but I feel like people would complain, because what happen, what's happened is that the production's gotten so good, colorists have gotten so good, you know, no one talks about, like, there was an amazing colorist in 1962, right. because it wasn't like a thing then, it was well, just...
2: the Irish colorists of the 80s that did all the, the Marvel books. books. <laughs> no, seriously, it was, like, it was like a production line, like, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I guess it's a preference thing. But get Vertigo Trade Paperbacks if you like the, the rougher paper. So, All right, for you, you get a Nova Annihilation hardcover. One of my favorite ones. Thank
5: you. All right. Is that mine? It might be. <laughs> Next. Hi, my name's Patrick. Um, so I've never been a huge Superman fan, but I really enjoy Secret Identity. And I was wondering if there are any characters that you guys aren't really fans of, but kind of like alternate versions of, if there's any stories like that?
2: I will read every Superman and Batman Elseworld story that there was. I love Superman Red Sun. I don't like Superman, I'm not a big Batman fan, I love yeah. all the Elseworlds. You I say like... you
0: don't like Superman, but you like the movies, the cartoons, the alternate stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you like Superman, just no, not...
2: just not the main book. There's that's nothing. fine. Yeah, That's. Yeah. that's, that's uh, I like the
0: reinterpretations though, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Okay. That was an easy one. Alright, for the non-Superman fan, we've got Superman Earth 1. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because of that book superman's not walking anywhere <laughs> i'm andrew uva yankee one on the the site and i was wondering uh
2: what your favorite um behind the scenes moment from the last 10 years that maybe we haven't heard about might be
1: <laughs> what can i say <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> we
2: we've had a lot of fun at the conventions, luckily at go you know going out at night and hanging out with folks that that's been I mean, we won't talk a lot about that because it's kind of off hour stuff mm-hmm. but the you know in the past couple of years we've had a lot of opportunity to meet a lot of people in the industry and hang out socially and it's been that's been a lot of fun that's been
1: yeah um, it's really it's really fun to to meet people. Who you? This sounds so braggy, but like if you if you're reading comics and you and you you love the art and you and you're in it every day and you and you meet the people who make them and they turn out to be like really cool, fun guys and then you know some guys you become friends with and and just like we you know we've been out to dinners in San Diego with like people who, who like I w- I was a huge fan of and and like we just well, had a ton of fun no, yeah, no, no. They're, 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 the
2: other side happens too but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> um, well, one of my high high, high watermark moments was actually um, booking an interview with Chris Claremont in San Diego and then blowing him off. <laughs> cause I had to go interview somebody else. So I actually went to and go, yeah, I know we scheduled something, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Can we do it some other time? So that we was did it,
0: We did it with Tony Daniels, C-3PO. Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels. Yeah, Daniels,
2: Daniels over, yeah. Yeah, Anthony, uh, uh, we were supposed to interview C-3PO, and we had to go, some, had to go interview somebody better, and so we blew off C-3PO. <laughs> which I never thought. I mean, I like, guess a Star Wars fan? Crazy.
1: But yeah, so. We, we big time C-3PO. Totally. Uh, for that, you get the first two volumes of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol.
2: Oh, Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! The, grammar, the grammar goes through the crowd.
1: If you have something, you can say, oh, I have that. I'll give you something else. All right, Marcus. And um, this is a 10 year anniversary question. In uh, the 10 years of iFanboy, what is the,
0: for each of you, what's the most memorable comic book event? Like the story event? Yes. Okay. Event. Oh. In 10
1: years? <laughs> what event. happened? What do you, well, when you say of like, like, just right, say of. Vi- like which of those big remember. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Big the ones we, the one we like the best? Yes. The, the one time. that we liked the best. Or? Like ten the years. Best? What okay. are the rules? We have a show coming. <laughs> we think we're gonna do a show about this. Actually, we did. Actually, we talked yeah. about our favorite. But interview. that was all time. This is just yeah. ten years. it fits in the ten years, so it's fine. I mean, mine was always um, Connor. Will yell at me, but it was always uh, uh, the Gotham. Uh, what am I thinking? I can't. No, no man's, man's, man's land. land. No man's land. Was that wasn't in our ten years. That wasn't our ten That ten was before. Inter- that was before I fanboy. No, no, I was buying. It that was
0: not. It was not. Wrong. It was not. No answer.
2: Um. What it was a favorite event? I mean, I loved the shit out of the Green Lantern before it got crazy, like the Blackest, like the lead up to Blackest Night. Like, no, actually, you know what it was? It was the Sinestro Corps War. Oh, I loved, yeah, I love You know, why I love that because not only because it was like so under the radar, it was surprising. This one shot came out, and like it was the moment that you realized something was building with Green Lantern. Plus. Ethan Van Skyver had a sketchbook that was called Mind Kampf or something like that. It was like some all these weird Hitler allegories that everyone seemed to be okay with, which I didn't quite understand. But, <laughs> um, um, but it was just like you got this feeling that there was some momentum going to it, and it led into Black as Night, and yes, it exploded and all that sort of stuff. But I thought that was my favorite kind of like it was it was something that we talked about that not a lot of people were talking about yet. You so. know, I
0: think you're right. I think Sinestro Corps War was the best one we've yeah. seen. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Sinestro Corps War. Cool. All right, you get uh, Maggie the Mechanic Love and Rockets collection. Awesome. awesome. Do First you have my it? Favorite. Uh, no. right. if, you, if anybody has what you get, let me know. We got a lot of stuff here. So mix that up. I have more in here. All right, yeah. Come.
1: Hello.
0: Hi. <sighs> hi, I'm I'm John. I'm John Forty Two on the site.
5: What's
1: up, uh, man? Hey, not much.
0: Uh, I was. Uh, you guys were talking about Pete Woods um, in Action Comics, and I was wondering what your guys's favorite visual interpretation of the Joker was, any medium. Oh, Caesar, any, Caesar, any medium. Caesar Romero. Hands down, the white grease paint over the mustache? Yeah. Every time. (sighs) Any medium? That's a a tough question for you. Let's go comics and say Brian Bolland. Okay,
2: Uh, good answer. He's the
1: classic Joker. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about this before. I really like Michael Lark on, on, on Gotham Central. Because it looked realistic. Yeah, it did look realistic. Yeah. And, it was, and if you look at those scenes, you're like, oh, this is what they did in Dark Knight. Like, it's the movie.
2: I also like the coloring, because it was like, that was, the coloring was so muted, and then he had that purple suit. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good.
1: Um, I mean, but that's for one kind of story. If you're going to go the other way, like, you, you could say Arkham Asylum or something like that, where, where, but that art evokes the story, you know? And, and so, what, what kind of story are you into? I would say Michael Lark... On that—that's the first thing I can think of. I'm sure there's like Brian Bolland is a really good. Brian Bolland is my or,
0: Joker when I think of Joker.
1: Or Neil Adams, you know, yeah. in that same way. Brian, Neil Adams Brian is real, Neil Adams—it's like, yes. like a really polished version of that Neil Adams one, but they're—they're they're of a piece. But for me, when you say Joker, I think of mm. Brian
0: Bolland's Joker. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with that. Cool. Yeah. Um, How about you? What's your favorite? Uh, oh, I read uh, Arkham Asylum when I was ten, and it fucked me up. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. Jeez. So, so that's uh, that thats me. Wow. Okay. He's very close to me. Josh,
2: what do you got? <laughs> Here's a, a bunch of shit. All right, here's a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> nice, we got uh, Power Up by Doug Tenaple, which is yeah, awesome. awesome. Uh, Screamland from Image, which is very cool. Yeah. The Last Winter. By Brahma on the art, we did gorillas And The Nightly News from Jonathan Hickman, oh, hey. which is awesome, Thank so you. enjoy. Good question.
0: Next, that was a great question. Hey, guys, my name is Matt Kelly with the very unique username Matt Kelly. At awesome. The, uh, we love that. That is our favorite kind of username. So don't feel bad. Everyone should have their name as a username. Good. I agree. Um, So bringing it back to the top of the
1: show, now that we have an open slot in the Fantastic Four, who would you guys like to see take the
4: place of Johnny Storm, but not someone that has already been an alternate Fantastic Four member? Nova.
5: (laughs) He would be a very good replacement. Thank you, I know, totally dead serious.
2: Exactly, yeah. He's He's not dead, it's comics. He's in the suicide verse or whatever, the cancer verse. He'll be back. He better be back.
4: Yeah,
0: he's a secret Avenger. He'll be back. Paul, you're not on the show. Okay. <laughs> Who about you? Firestar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's the female human torch. Oh, yeah, there
2: you go. See? All
0: right. It gets Angelica. Late. The jokes become I thought less. T- I, th- I, thought, I, I thought you were talking about Starfire from DC. I
2: was yeah. like, wrong universe. Okay. <laughs> He's a monkey. <laughs> uh,
1: who's, who's the robot guy from Next Wave?
2: Uh, X-51, Machine
1: Yeah, Man. X-51, Machine Man. That
2: version.
0: Okay. I want him there. Cool. Thank you. Alright, uh, you get the DC's 75th anniversary poster book. Yeah. Okay, that's a good cool one. Thank you. Thank you. Do this. Yeah. Uh, my name's Mike, South Jersey. I'm the next champion. Hey, yes. welcome. Nice to meet you. Howdy. <laughs> See face to face now. Yes. Uh, uh, my question is, uh, what is... Maybe not the strangest, but what's the craziest comic you've ever read? Like I actually just recently read Charles Barkley vs Godzilla, and I couldn't get enough of it <laughs> that long. How crazy
1: it was
2: Crazy comic Don't start with me
1: <laughs> I mean I don't like I tend to not read them because that's not my thing. You love shit like that. I
2: love shit like that. Well, I remember when I was like in eighth grade, I got my hands on the rock and roll comics biography of Jane's Addiction
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Which is if you've never read uh, Perry Farrell doing heroin in comic form, I haven't. It's awesome. It's like it was all wavy and shit. I feel like like it was you cool. told me the
1: story, but it was like a decade ago. It was because like like I literally, vu. I
2: literally read it in like nineteen ninety three. Yeah, but yeah, I love stuff like that. That's probably one of my all time favorites. I want to read that if you can find <laughs> it. I, yeah, if you can find it, sell it to me because I want it. Because I can't find my copy.
0: You know, Marvel was really good about doing stuff like that in the eighties. Yep. like the. Uh, there was a Transformers Spider-Man crossover. There was the Avengers on David Letterman. Superman Muhammad Ali. Superman, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. Which is awesome. That's yeah. mine. That's pretty up Su- there. Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. And it's pretty to look at. We'll yeah. go yeah. with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's good easy. one. They just re-released that one. Yeah. That's, that one's insane. You're actually going to hear about that one soon. <laughs> Superman pulling the mask off. Oh. Oh, that's what i talking about. Great. So. Awesome. You get a collection of trades from Image. Brit, Brit Iron West. And Earthboy Jacobus.
2: Awesome. Thank you. you. Thank you.
3: Hi, my name is uh, Simon uh, from Stanford, Connecticut. Hey, um, I used to
2: live in Norwalk. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. We're
3: neighbors. Um, as real one, two, and three on the forums. Um, so a kind of a fun question. So, being Batman isn't cheap. So, if you had to guess, you know, like what would you say is like the average yearly expense of being Batman versus? You know, I mean, I mean, come on. I, he, I, he blows up a lot I, of I cars. was told there'd be no math at this show. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, if you get take a guess versus you know how much he gets in as you know Playboy Bruce Wayne. And if Batman, or if Batman ever became broke, would he still be Batman? Like, would he still be able to? Yes, be he would. That's uh, an easy. Uh, yeah,
1: he would That's totally a great still be. Batman. He would absolutely be Batman. It, yeah. w- it would. It would be funny. He would have like long
0: johns with a patch. They made that movie Blank Man with yeah. uh, Damon Waynes. <laughs> you saw it? Wow. I didn't see it. I've never seen wow, it. Wow. There's a movie that you yeah. wouldn't
1: watch. Uh, <laughs> I, well, like, if you think about it from a standpoint, you, I have to think that he has so much money that. It's, well, first of all, he's a he's a defense contractor. Right.
0: So, so like,
1: you're talking Tony Stark money. He's got a lot of money. It's the kind he's of wealth. Lot of money. It's the kind of wealth that just builds on itself. He's like, old money too. Yeah. So, so like he's got that chunk of money that just generates money on its own, and then anything else just adds to that. So it's like this exponential. I don't know. I don't. I want to know what kind of accountant he has that's like. I want to see that balance sheet. That I spreadsheet's got to be fascinating. The thing <laughs> is that there's another billion missing this year. It's like, party! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I bought a car. <laughs> um, it's expensive, but he 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 more than makes up for it. He's got lots of interests.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> interests. No, business interests. I know, I know. No, I tend to think about it like it's just at a certain point like you just have so much money that it like that's why Bill Gates is giving away all his money because yeah. he could never ever spend it. So I'm guessing. You know what? I bet he does a lot of like uh, philanthropy. He, he does philanthropy, but within that philanthropy, Batmobile. Lots right. of Batmobiles. I left you behind there shell, for a second. Shell corporations. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. that's shady though, and he'd have to go wow. beat himself up.
0: <laughs>
1: does he go after corporate criminals? He should.
0: I think he should. All right. You get strange suspense. The Steve Ditko archives. There's a bunch of Steve Ditko well, why stuff he did. Run away? I, <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's really good. Awesome. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you. Uh, you my do? name is Soa. I'm from Brooklyn. Awesome. Hey, hey. Um, this is kind of a philosophical comic question. Um, in all other art forms like music, movies, uh, every generation has its heroes, right? Like uh, Clark Gable was my grandmother's, then Brando was my mother's. But in comic books, these characters have carried on like from the beginning, and uh, my parents' comic book heroes are, were mine, and then my kids. So my question is, do you think um, Spider-Man and Captain America will ever become irrelevant or will they just keep going and going and going? I, because as an older fan sometimes i find it's hard to access these uh people just because i love the nerdy spidey it's hard to see the grown-up spidey now do you know what i mean so i can't access it the same way but uh I'm, so sometimes i'm saying oh, i wish they'd get a new hero some new guy you know since wolverine for me there hasn't been anybody like new you know mm-hmm. well you touched on a whole bunch of stuff there are you related to mike romo
2: <laughs> <laughs> very very emphatic um Sorry. no no, no it's it's not, good. that's good. not a bad thing no, you, you, you touched on a couple of things there I'm, i've been saying for couple years in, in, in despite my pick of the week I actually don't think Fantastic 4 are relevant anymore and I don't think they'll ever be what they once were and to that point my dad loved the Fantastic 4 when he was reading comics in the 60s and even though I read it now they're like actually I was at my comic book store 2 weeks ago and we we're talking about like A-list characters versus B-list characters versus C-list characters and everyone was after debating it for 2 hours cuz we have no lives <laughs> um, we said the Fantastic 4 is no longer an A-list they're no longer A-list characters they're definitely at least B- B-list at best And so the thing is, I think some characters like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man will continue on forever. But there are definitely arcs. So whereas my dad liked Fantastic Four, I grew up liking Cyclops and Wolverine and, and a different generation. But you touched on something also, which is it's incredibly hard for the comic industry to create new characters. Like in terms of like new superheroes in the past 10 years, I mean, Invincible. Jessica Jones. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, but even that's edgy. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, but a, new she's a new character. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's very hard to get new characters to
1: get traction. Like in the, in the, in the yeah. main in the pop culture, sort of like the, yeah. the you know country's consciousness. Yep. So I mean, like if you think about it, the movies and the things that have been doing that now, kids know about Spider-Man because of that. I mean, not not because of fifty thousand people who buy a comic book. Nobody, you know, that's that's nothing. That's peanuts. That's you know. It's, and I think I mean, I think you know for me like Captain America actually was a character that when I was younger I felt like he was more of a, a second tier character. A little bit, because he was on the Avengers, but people didn't talk about him. But now he's got the movie coming out. And I just feel like in the past five or six years, they've been really pushing off to the forefront of of the Marvel Universe, which which makes sense, because, you know... Country's kind of into pre- patriotism right now. I
0: don't I don't agree with that. I think he's always been he's always been I knew you were on, say he's that. been in front of the Avengers the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And he had a popular book in the eighties. I mean mm-hmm. he was always a forefront character. In the in every eighties event he was in for, he was in the front of every group he was always guess, I, I he was never like, sales wise it was always the X Men, but he was never pushed into the background.
1: I just I think I mean out, like outside of comics if you talk in the about zeitgeist. sort of yeah, zi- well, wide screen.
0: Back then, every character was uh, not not a big deal. I'm not going to win this. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, well, what was the penetration beyond comics for any Marvel character beyond Spider-Man in the '80s? There weren't any. That awesome X-Men cartoon that they did when, or Wolverine. Pride of of the X-Men.
2: Pride of the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to slice him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Australian Wolverine. Yeah, that's a great. I mean, yeah, we could talk about that for. I mean, that's that could be like a whole episode of our video show. That's that's a great question. Yeah, very good. So for Waiting for Last, you get some of the best. You get the surrogates. And all three Jeff Lemire stories from Top Shelf from Essex County. Awesome, so, thanks, So, awesomeness. Guys. Cool. More? No. Oh, we got one last question? Oh. <laughs> I'm not who, giving him anything. Who let him in?
4: Oh, sorry. Long-time listener, first-time caller.
2: <laughs> who are you?
4: Gordon, the intern.
2: All right. Let's give it up for Gordon, the intern, in from <laughs> Indiana. This is like this is, like, this, this is your life. It's this people like, yeah.
1: started watching the last year going, what the fuck
3: is this? I know. <laughs> uh, I just wanted a free book.
2: Nice, all that for a free book. Thank you, Gordon. Studio space. That's right up your alley. Thank you. All right, cool. Anybody else? We have a lot more books here. Yeah, we'll give away the rest of the books at the end of the show, but it's probably time to wrap everything up. Um, Assuming no more questions. Thank you, everybody who asked the question. Awesome, awesomeness of you. Um, So we'll wrap up the show. Uh, If you're not listening to iFanboy, don't miss. Go subscribe to that And iTunes. It's our other podcast where we interview a creator about a book that's coming out this week. We talked to Ryan Kelly last week about New York Five. Ironically, Did, ironically, we don't have a book this week. Yeah, we don't week. have one this week because <laughs> we've been really busy. So, um, But we'll have one next week. It'll be awesome, so subscribe to that one. Um, and then also, just real quickly, it's been 10 years of doing iFanboy. We wrote, about, we wrote a whole long post about some of our memories and some things like that. But again, we want to thank everybody here, everyone listening, everybody who's helped us, everybody, all the creators, everybody at the publishers, everybody that's ever touched anything iFanboy related. Thank you. Blanket thank you. So thank you, everybody. And now this is probably a good time to announce that I'm quitting. So,
1: no. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, we have a website, in case you weren't aware That's so a good over at iFanBot.com. If you are not in the store right now and you don't want to continue talking about it, you can comment on the show, the stuff we talked about, the questions, all that stuff, and all the other things that go up there, thanks to the diligent work of Paul and, and Allie's around here and other people like that, too. Um, so Allie, that. give it up for Allie. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going up all over this week was a very good, good week good month I had a yeah. very good month January's IFAboard. been a great com. month thank you everyone um, you can go there you can listen to the Word Balloon podcast as well uh, you can go to ifmware.com slash about you can find out where we are on social networks and things like that and, and just who who are these guys Okay. And then there's the video show. <laughs> this is where did Josh... Fall, to...
0: Josh has
2: a problem reading the script. Well, That's is it? <laughs> it's oh, yeah. I've been
1: up since very long. <laughs> we have a video show also, and that, that comes out like clockwork. Last week, we talked about vampires. It was a good uh, show about vampires. It was a good was a show about show. vampires. Yeah. We were trying to say, hey, nothing wrong with vampires. Nothing wrong with vampires. Listen, just because something's popular do not mean it's not good. Just because Scott's here doesn't mean that we... Exactly. <laughs> we, did, we did start the show with American Vampire. That's true. That's just coincidence. Cool. And next week... The vault. We're going into the vault. And that's
0: where we're going to talk about Superman vs. Muhammad Ali.
2: Oh, yeah. So tune in to hear about Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. It's it's
0: insane. (laughs) It is. It is. And also, that part of the show is half the show.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Um, Josh's
0: book my book and then Ron's book
2: Superman Muhammad Ali was awesome Neil Adams glory anyway um, if you have any questions you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or you can leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys that's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. 326 2697 any questions comments suggestions opinions of Paul anything that you might have we'd love to hear from you if you
0: want to get married and you want yes yeah, so we can arrange that put you in contact with Paul
2: we're going to be opening the iFanboy wedding business So Ooh, um, that's a good
0: business yeah so
4: I can absolve sins, too, according to the confirmation email. Which is fantastic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else in the email we should know Um, about?
4: I'm starting a church soon. Okay, great. Wonderful.
0: Uh, Also, (laughs) if you like the show, (laughs) write us a review on iTunes for this show, for the Don't Miss Show, for the video show, for Word Balloon, for Tom vs. the Flash, for Around Comics, for Comic Geeks, for all Uh, all the shows you listen to, please write a review on iTunes. That's how people find them on, on there, and it's really helpful. Tell your mom. Any moms here?
2: it literally for anyone who wants to know behind the scenes in our script that we use every week says it literally funny. says introduce your mom to podcasts spread the iFanboy word for five, five years <laughs> now that's why we always say tell your mom So. I don't that know. was a one
1: week joke that's gone for four years <laughs> I think i am trying to take it out and it just keeps coming back it must stay in the show like, <laughs> like herpes moms right. love me like comedic herpes
0: <laughs> why did you why did you go there
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening thank you for coming that's it for this week's show I'm Ron
0: I'm Connor
1: I am Josh thank you everyone
2: Wow! What a long time. That was a long clap. Very good, everybody.